You're listening to 9 to 1 here on OCRFM and as part of our series of discussions with organisers of the Apollo Bay Seafood Festival, I have one of the panellists in the conversations in the literal, Roderick Poole on the phone. How's it going, Roderick? It's going very well, thanks Jonathan. Thanks for having a chat today. No, it's a pleasure. Now, uh, you are one of several speakers across the day on Sunday that are going to be talking about uh, all sorts of different seafood and uh, sea-living topics as part of conversations in the literal. Mm-hmm. Um, your your particular focus will be about your background in the business of kind of growing and harvesting food in the zone. That's right. Um, I have a farm that overlooks the ocean, probably about 2 k's in from the the Great Ocean Road in Wangara. So, yeah, I'll talk a bit about what I'm doing here in terms of farming and what the coastline or being in the littoral zone, if you like, um, how that affects what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some great other people on that panel. I don't know if you know Dan Hunter um, from Bray. Bray, yes, yep. Yeah, he's on there, and I'm a huge admirer of his work. Um, and he's a really good speaker as well. He, he actually came to the um, event last year as an audience member, mm-hmm. but uh, I still remember one of his comments about the use of um, uh, seaweeds was extraordinary. Um, so he's a really, got a really interesting mind, and um, yeah, very much looking forward to catching up with him. And I think that's what the uh, weekend's going to be about—not just the conversations about what's happening now, but the uh, what can be happening in the future. Exactly, and um, one of the other sessions is um, uh, similar to last year where they're actually talking to a number of the fishermen, particularly the um, lobster fishermen Mm -hmm. uh, who've been working the bay for some of them sort of 20, 25 years. And they've got some really interesting stories about, well, the fact that the industry is now uh, sustainable. Mm -hmm. A lot of fisheries around the world are being overworked and are collapsing. But um, there's some really good news stories about the, the fisheries around um, the Otways. Um, and what was fascinating last year, um, it really stuck in my mind, was that they'd tracked their catches over well, at least two decades. And the times that they really dropped off coincided with droughts. Right. Which really pointed to this really um, interesting relationship with what happens on the land and what happens in the sea. And I'd never put the two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So makes perfect sense world. when you think about it, yeah. Yeah, so the, the runoff from the, the various creeks and rivers around here um, have a huge effect on what happens in the ocean. There you go. So what sort of farming uh, are you involved with? <laughs> it's a good question. It's all sorts <laughs> of farming. So I have what I call a very mixed farm. Yep. So I've got cattle and sheep, which is fairly traditional. Mm-hmm. I've got free-range pigs. Right, yes. Uh, which are a handful. Um, I have um, pastured chickens, right. uh, and I also farm truffles. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, there's a lot happening in quite a small space. It's about 90 acres uh, of very hilly land Yes. Um, with generous rains and great soils. But, um, yeah, I'm juggling all sorts of things there. And it's, yeah, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> so are the pigs involved with the, uh, the truffles? Um, we try to keep the two enterprises separate, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, every day I go up in the hill where all the action is and I have these amazing views over the oceans. Mm-hmm. So the oceans are very, sort of, it's always present yes. in what I'm doing here. Um, and it has a big influence on the, on the climate in that we get lots of rain here. 
lots of wind, mm-hmm. um, but it also has a sort of moderating effect on uh, temperature. So we don't get really cold weather here and we don't get really hot weather either, which is a, an interesting influence. I can be in the sea within five minutes of leaving the farm, so I'm yes, a keen yep. diver as well. So yep. I'm sort of pretty aware of what's going on beneath the surface as well. So all those, as you say, all those different things with the climate would be affecting uh, how the the animals are growing and uh, even their food sources. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And it's um it's really good pig country. It's it's really good country for growing all sorts of things. It's it's fascinating that um, you've actually got to sort of slap yourself on the wrist every now and again <laughs> and say, don't take on another enterprise. Cause, <laughs> cause, you know, I'd, I'd love to be you know raising geese. I'd love to be growing avocado. Yes. Yeah. Range potential possibilities, but I'm yep. already doing too many things, so I've just got to calm down. And so, uh, as you said, there are other members on the panel in the conversation that you're going to be having that will uh, cross-pollinate the conversation. Absolutely, yeah. There's an oyster farmer that I'm really interested in hearing from. Um, so he's come down from New South Wales. He's uh, yeah, where Pingo Rocks is his place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also really interested in the in the final session, Bruce Pascoe. Yes, yep. speak, and he. I'm a huge admirer of his work. Um, his writing has just um, has really influenced my view of Australia mm-hmm. and Australian history and, I guess, the future um, of Australian food and culture. Because, um, I mean, what he's written about is, is expanded our views of, of what um, Indigenous people did before we got here. Um, and he's done that not through necessarily his own personal research yep. or first-hand research. He's dug up all of these accounts from first... Generations earlier, yeah, yes. Of, of, of the white explorers. Mm-hmm. That stuff that's just basically been ignored for yep. a couple hundred years. Well, it's and that, he's dug it up and it's, it's just revolutionary. That, that uh, traditional farming so that you aren't destroying the, the land and the resources. It's exactly. very sustainable, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were farming here for, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 years. Mm-hmm and the place thrived. We've been here 200 years and we've buggered it up. There's and it, it doesn't take there. long to do that. No, indeed. And then to have to try and bring it all back. Mm-hmm. That's right. It sounds like it's going to be, again, a very interesting conversation to be had. What are some other highlights that people can expect out of the Seafood Festival? Because it does bring Apollo Bay to the forefront. It does. Um, I mean, Apollo Bay tends to be a bit separate from the harbour. Mm-hmm. The harbour's sort of tucked away and there's no sort of direct connection between the town and the harbour but this really brings the harbour alive and it's just it's, it's the most fantastic asset and the weather's going to be brilliant so yes. um, that's, <laughs> that's one worry out of the way um, but yeah the harbour on the Saturday really comes alive um, there'll be a huge number of uh, stalls they actually they have a, a fishing boat arriving at uh, opening up at 8am 8, 8 I think it is selling seafood directly off the boat um, which is something they haven't done before. There's all sorts of regulations around seafood and seafood selling, but somehow or other they've managed to, to make that happen. So it's an amazing start to the day. And then sort of from lunchtime, uh, there's free entry onto the wharf where there's all sorts of things going on there, lots of um, uh, produce and food available. And then there's another spot further up near the food co-op um, where there's $10 entry, but there's all sorts of really fantastic high-end food available up there. Um, and that goes right through into the evening. 
Uh, I think last year it finished it up at six, and everyone was kind of blinking and going, "Well, why the hell don't we <laughs> continue um, on. keep going?" And yep. so that's going to happen this year, which I think is a really good idea. Fantastic. And then the conversations event that I was talking about on the Sunday mm-hmm. uh, from ten a.m. There's also a big dinner on the Friday night, but I shouldn't talk too much about that because it's all out. <laughs> I was, was going to say tickets are still available for the conversation, but uh, the dinner is unfortunately <laughs> yep. ticket it's ticket out. free at the moment. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, thank you so much for having a chat today. Pleasure. And look forward to uh, enjoying the Seafood Festival. Indeed. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll, uh, we'll chat to you in the future. Yep. Thanks a lot, Jonathan.